Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. In today's episode, we're going to introduce a new character on the scene. We're actually doing a Bible story this time. We're going to go back to our uh, kind of like our chronological or our going through, you know, we did Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, whatever, you know, did Moses and all that. We now we're introducing a new character, the de facto new leader of the children of Israel after Moses. Who is this man of mystery? How could anyone fill the giant sandals left by Moses? Find out in today's episode. But first, of course, let's talk about what I'm drinking. This will be a pretty quick session today. Not a huge explanation needed, I don't think. Uh, I am drinking today a, a relative newcomer to the scene, uh, an Irish whiskey, a blended whiskey, blended Irish whiskey. Uh, it's called The Quiet Man. They're a younger company. Most of the products that they have on shelves are what they've bought from other distilleries and then blended together. Uh, which is very a very common practice for new companies, new distilleries, whatever, to to buy stuff from other people because you got to like get you got to make a thing and then let it sit in barrels for years. So it takes a while before you have your own your own actual product, which they're working on doing. And I think it actually might be released. I'm not 100 percent sure. I th- I think I read that. I think it was there. I didn't see it locally in my store, but that's that's their goal. That's what they're getting to. But currently, the bottle that I bought, what's readily available from this brand is the stuff that they've they've bought from other companies you know and then they blended it to make their own signature blend and then they put it into oak uh, bourbon barrels you know they get bring them over from the u.s or whatever and that's what helps make it also a, a unique kind of irish taste and it, you know, that's what helps sets them apart from other just irish whiskeys all the other ones right the 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 finishing in the bourbon barrels so so that's neat right it sets them apart and uh, I gotta tell you, it's it's really good stuff, man. Price-wise, it's just a r- super solid, really great mid-range bottle. Uh, like I think it comes in at like forty bucks, you know, around my around my house. That's what it costs me. So way cheaper than like Redbreast, uh, my personal favorite, more higher-end Irish whiskey. And then, uh, but it's you know a few bucks more than Jameson is, and Jameson's fine too, of course. But uh, I really like the stuff. It's very it's it's very light, very mellow. Uh, you know, so not. I didn't, I didn't get a whole, like a huge, you know, like, oh my God, like I taste all the different things. I definitely recommend it to anyone just getting into whiskey. Uh, it's, it's very gentle. And then, but also like if you just, you know, sometimes you just want a sipper that's just a little, you know, it's just, it's there, you taste it. It's, it's you know, kind of sweet. Got some like, you know, um, vanilla, whatever. Sometimes that's just what you want. Just, you just want something simple just to sip on. So uh, big fan, uh, love this stuff. I actually opened it. I bought it for this episode in particular. Well, I I bought it and then I was like, oh, I need to use this for this episode. And then uh, that was like a month ago or six weeks ago or something. And before recording this episode, I tapped into the bottle and now it's almost gone. I was I was down like the last third or, or quarter of it before I started recording. And uh, yeah, uh, it's been good. It's uh, it's a good sign of it being a quality product when uh, I can't stop drinking it and it starts to disappear before I even use it for the purpose that it was it was bought for. So 
uh, side note also doesn't actually affect anything or mean anything about the, the whiskey itself we just finished up with halloween of course and and i'm a big fan you know stephen king's uh the it franchise whatever you know that we just we have of course the older movie and then of course the new the two newer ones it and then it chapter two uh love the movie love the franchise love pennywise love all that we did a whole setup at the my halloween party for you know uh my i like decorated a hulk to kind of be like the sewer and balloons and a paper or, or cardboard cut out of pennywise and the whole thing whatever love 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 it love it love it love it <laughs> i love pennywise all that so i'm looking at this bottle after i even bought it like i bought it brought it home was just looking at it and actually it was the same exact day that the cardboard cutout of pennywise came in the mail for the party very very timely and was looking at this bottle and just noticed that it's there's a part of the label that very specifically or whatever like i've never noticed this being officially like announced before but it says it says blended and bottled in dairy I was like, "Holy shit! Like how? Like how perfect is that?" Also, a little, a little creepy that, that the two things would happen on the same day. And but so, in case you didn't know, I had to look into it. I was like, "What? What? Where's Dairy Ireland or whatever? What's what is this about?" Dairy, Maine, of course, is the fictional town that Stephen King has used in several of his stories. Of course, it being a big one. Uh, but his town, Derry, that he uses in his books, you know, welcome to Derry, all that, we all float down here. So his town of Derry is actually his, like, fictional, whatever version of an actual real-life town in Maine, uh, Bangor, right? Bangor, Maine. That's where, like, if you've watched the movies, the the big, like, Paul Bunyan, like, guy with an axe, whatever, like, that's, that's where that is at. Uh, that's a real town. But he wanted a fictional version that wouldn't get anybody upset or anything. So he, I guess he did some research and he found that that Bangor, Ireland, right? There's another another Bangor. There's two Bangors, one in Maine and one in Ireland. Might be more. I don't know. Uh, but that's located in Derry County in Ireland. So he did this like inception, double reverse, name changing scheme type thing. And now I'm drinking the Quiet Man, traditional Irish whiskey, blended and bottled in Derry County, Ireland. So for me, all comes full circle, and um, we all float down here, all that kind of stuff. Not that you need to know any of that, but I found it cool, and uh, I wanted to say it all out. So here we go. That's what I'm drinking today. Uh, that's what we're doing, uh, Quiet Man, Irish whiskey. Uh, it's good stuff. So let's get back to Bible things. All right, all right. So the guy we're talking about in today's story, of course, so you've already figured it out, and episode titles and that type of thing, is Joshua. Joshua can actually be seen all the way back to the middle of Exodus, hanging around with Moses. Uh, you know, he just stuck around, did some good things, had a real good attitude and work, work ethic all the way through, like Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then bam— Joshua gets his own book of the Bible. Like, like, good for you, Joshua. You did it. You did it. We're so proud of you. Like, he got he got a book all to himself uh, because of his uh, 
whatever, because <laughs> he's, he's good, because he's a cool man. So uh, Joshua's got some pretty great stories in his own right, but we're going to start slow. That's, that's what today is just like we're letting you know who he is so that we can talk about other things later. He doesn't look like he's not like Moses and doesn't have like just chapters and chapters and chapters or whatever he's got. I, I, think, I think we'll probably do like maybe two or three episodes about him in total, but, but we got we to gotta do this one first. So he was first mentioned again, like I was saying, back in Exodus 17.9 with the battle that I talked about where they fought King uh, Amalek, where, you know, that was the one like if Moses like held his arms up during the fight, then the Israelites would start winning the battle. But if he let his arms fall to his sides, they would start losing the battle. And so they had to come up and like prop his arms up so they would keep winning. Well, Joshua led that army. He was... While they were up there holding Moses' arms up so they would win, Joshua was down there fighting people and, and leading the army, right? So he's he's a warrior. He's a badass, right? Great guy, uh, fighter, uh, awesome. That's, so that's the first thing to just kind of know about Joshua. Second thing is remember how Moses wanted to see God face-to-face and God agreed to let Moses see the back of his head only. This was after the Ten Commandments and everything. Because if you see God's whole face, then it would kill a man, that type of thing. So Moses is glowing radioactively or whatever after he sees the back of God's head. Joshua was there for the conversation that Moses had with God in the pillar of smoke about seeing him. He didn't get to go like see the back of God also, but he was there for the conversation, which is pretty damn cool all in by itself also. I feel like cuz I didn't mention him at all in these stories, now it's like that like so, I don't know, man, some like like season finale plot twist or something where like like remember all these scenes that we talked about? There was Joshua in the background and like all like he was there all along. Like that's that's what we're building up to. Whatever. So numbers 13, we have the, the tribe of Israelites camping out nearby the land of Canaan. That's the promised land that God had said they were all going to go into. And he was giving it over to them after leaving Egypt from being slaves. All right. Now it's time to start making moves. Canaan's there. We need to go into there. We need to go, be, go, go get it. They've been out here wandering around the desert for, you know, a few weeks or months or whatever it was. They just, you know, they've been leaving Egypt and been just doing some stuff. Like, here's Canaan. Like, we got to go in there. But it's not vacant. It's not just empty. You can't just go up and, like, start building homes. It is civilized. There are people there that live there. Um, God's not promising just an empty lot to build your trailer on. They're going to have to go to war to get the promised land. So Moses uh, cherry picks 12 dudes, 12 guys, one from each of the tribes of Israel's, uh, is Israelites, whatever, uh, to go out and be spies and spy out the land. He's got Shamua from the tribe of Reuben and Caleb from the tribe of Judah, Palti from the tribe of Benjamin, etc., etc., whatever, uh, Gadiel from the tribe of Zebulun, whatever. And then you got Joshua, the son of Nun, from the tribe of Ephraim, who was the one of the tribes of Joseph. Uh, remember that guy? Joshua is Joseph's direct lineage uh, in that way. So that's that. So you know he, he comes from a good a good bloodline, I guess, as far as that as far as that stuff. But these twelve dudes, right? One from each tribe. Um, all of them mostly mostly uh, hard to pronounce names. Moses gets them all together and is like, "Here's your mission. Your mission." If you choose to accept it, I want you to go down this way over here. Go by the south. 
cross over the mountain ridge over here the whole you know uh, the lord of the rings like we gotta go the, the the windy mountains or whatever they're called uh start scoping the canaanites out i want to know how many people live there are they strong or are they weak can we take them uh are there lots of them or just a few is the land even good like how do they live is it a city is it just tent people are they like jawas or are they uh uh, the, 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 the bear people from indoor, uh, I forgot their names. Um, Ewoks, Ewoks, of course, uh, their trees or their farms, like what we can kind of see it over there in the distance or whatever, but we want you to go in there and, and a whole dossier, dos, dos, dossier, dossier, I think it is. There's an R in there, I think, but it's silent, I believe whatever uh we want you I want a whole you need a whole thing i want an essay i want an essay about everything that's going on i want all the information you can get us so they went the 12 dudes went in and they they went in to be spies in the land of canaan to figure out all the details and it says they roamed around all around high and low and they meandered about real thorough job these guys did just recording down everything they saw and then and then then one point, whatever, then you're like, oh, yeah, we've got Moses wants to know about the food, so let's get him some fruit. And it's a very specific passage, right? A very, very uh, something the Bible really wanted to talk about. So they, they snuck down into the valley uh, in Canaan where this big vineyard was at. And they cut off, it says, one cluster of grapes, which I guess is the official term for cluster, like, when you go to the store and you just buy grapes, they just come like prepackaged in like a little plastic bag or something or whatever. And it's just like, oh, I just, I bought grapes. I got the amount of grapes that I got in the bag type thing, right? I don't, I don't know if I've ever really called it a cluster of grapes, but I guess it makes sense. That's what, that's what it should be called. Anyway, it's one cluster, one, one cluster of grapes. It was so big that they had to tie the cluster of grapes to a pole and carry it between two people right one on one arm one on the other or shoulder or whatever and carry it that was that's a lot of grapes man like that's a lot of grapes uh two people between a pole like that so like that's just proof that the land of canaan was no joke it was dope and there's a reason that it was a promised land and they should really go in there so they're carrying out literally on a pole proof of how good the land is so then after 40 days of spying out the land and checking things out whatever 40 days they return to moses and the children of israel to give their report they say look at these grapes this cluster of grapes um and like we also brought some pomegranates and some figs they're like the land is the shit right it's amazing it surely is flowing with milk and honey, all right. It's just, which is the highest praise anyone can ever talk about land in the Bible. Every every real estate agent in the land of Canaan, or, or in, in in Bible times, in Bible times, every real estate agent uh, on the Zillow ad page, you know, pristine one third of an acre lot, two story, four bedroom, three bath, two car garage with a pool, flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> priced right for a quick sell like that's that's the thing that you have to put on your on your real estate listings anyway uh, but they, they go like the, the fruit is great the land seems awesome uh there was a nude beach i think over here it's fantastic um but 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 here's the but there's always a but but the people there they're not ewoks they're not they're not whatever 
They are strong. They are giants. It always says that they are they are giants there. Giants live there. And let's 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 side note real quick. I want there's because there's a lot of emphasis when they when they say these guys are giants. The emphasis is so way back in Genesis, after Adam and Eve kicked were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, mankind was spreading out and uh, depending on what you believe or how you interpret things, angels or maybe fallen angels or something, but 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 from up above type thing. Those those guys found out they were they came down and started roaming around the earth and they found out that they really liked how human women looked found them sexy they were into it and they started marrying human women uh, and having kids so you have these like half angel half human hybrids running around who were taller and stronger than regular people uh, and these people were known as the Nephilim now the Nephilim have entered modern pop culture in a variety of ways They've been mentioned on the like the X Files, Supernatural. If you can keep up with that show, it's what, what like season eighteen or something, whatever they're into. Uh, I think Dante and Virgil from uh, Devil May Cry, the video game. I think they get referred to as Nephilim at times. Nephilim is like definitely a thing that that has been pulled from the pages of the Bible to talk about this type of thing. This isn't like far out, like weird, like getting in like the back edges of the Bible or whatever. Like this is like it's 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 there. So the Nephilim are like it's a cool it's a cool concept, right? It's a cool talk. Like like in the beginning of the whole earth, angels came down and fucked women and like had half angel half people half human hybrids and they were like you know giants and awesome or whatever so super cool to talk about maybe like maybe we'll do a bigger study but but these nephilim also called uh, the children of anak or anak i'm i'm going to call it anak uh but and that is what the and that's what the spies when they're given their report like man's the land is awesome uh land flowing with milk and honey it's great look at this cluster of grapes all that jazz but but there's giants in them hills <laughs> we they uh uh, if we go, they will murder us. They are the children of Anak or whatever. They're, they're Nephilim. They're giants. Like, we can't, we we cannot do this. This will not work. They will murder us. But then this one guy, Caleb, Joshua's best friend, he speaks up and he's like, come on. What the fucking hell, man? What up? Let's just go down there and take the land. We can do it. Like, you know, you just watch that, you know, Sheila Booth, like, you know, just do it. Uh, I love that video. And like, you know, and all the other ones are like, you know, like you're crazy, bro. There's no way. Those are giants. We're out here living in tents. Like we're homeless people basically out here in the desert. We can't fight them. We look like grasshoppers to them. That's literally a quote from the Bible. It says we are like grasshoppers to them. I'm not. That's one of the few things that is not hyperbole as I retell these stories. That's in there. But because of their negativity, the whole camp of the Israelites start getting upset and they cry all night and whatever. Like, why did Moses bring us here? He's just going to bring us out into the desert to die. Or we go and fight giants, you know, the Nephilim, half angel people, like whatever. <laughs> like, we're going to die to them. Like, we're dying one way or another. Why would you bring us out of here? Slavery wasn't that bad. Blah, 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 whatever. And they, and they go, let's, let's start a coup. 
let's find a new leader. We'll overthrow Moses and and we'll get everybody together and we'll just uh, we'll go right back to Egypt and uh, ask for forgiveness from them and get go back to the way things were. Like these these guys, these naysayers, these ones that were like, nah, there's giants, man, you can't go in there. Uh, they might they might be giants. They like you can't you can't go in there. Uh, riled up the whole community, everybody. So Moses gets upset, and that guy Caleb gets upset, and then Joshua, our boy Joshua, he's in the middle of this. He gets upset, and they rip their clothes off, not like in like a Hulk way, but just like a like like a like a sad tearing, like oh, like you guys are making me so angry, and rip their clothes. That's a thing. So <laughs> Joshua is like keeps trying to like talk to everyone. He's like, no, like we can go do this, right? Just do it. Like, I'm telling you, the land is so awesome. There's so much milk and so much honey flowing. Like, so much, guys. And, like, you'll love it there, I promise. Like, we can take them, guys. We can take the giants. God is on our side. Let's go do it. And I, I like this quote in particular. I don't know why. It's, it sounds so random. Like, it's like the one quote, oh, like, we are like grasshoppers to them. Like, okay, all right, all right. And then, but Joshua's like, nah, fuck them. Fuck them. We can do them. He's like, don't fear the giants they are like bread to us and like it's a weird analogy to me because like i've never likened an opponent to bread before like i like i play a lot of video games and i shit talk a ton i love shit talking i've never like called someone bread like you just imagine like can you imagine someone on game of thrones saying that like maybe the hound like I can't. I can't do his. I can't do his voice. I can't do his accent. But like, you know, like you just imagine, like he's there with his fucked up face and his eye or whatever, and you know, like I'll murder the cunt like a warm toast. Actually, maybe that works. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go download PUBG right now. I think and just like start start calling people start calling people bread things. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I don't know why. It's, it's, that's funny to me. It's just like like you 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 are so bad. You so weak. I'm gonna body you so hard. You feel you are fucking bread. You just, I'm gonna tear I'm gonna tear you apart. Anyway, where was I? Uh, we're talking about uh, giants are like bread. Everyone needs to stop. Oh yeah. But the people weren't about it. They they were not on board with the bread analogies. They're like, no. Have you overcooked bread? That shit gets hard. We'll, we'll, we'll break our teeth. We can't we can't fight them. I don't want to hear it. So they started threatening to like fucking stone Joshua for his uplifting attitude, which is like the shittiest thing to ever get a stone for. But God, so God comes down and he's like a pillar of fire, or some whatever thing at this point. And like he talks to Moses and he's like, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm out. I tried. I really did. I really tried. All these people do is complain and whine or whatever. They've got no faith, whatever. They don't believe. It. Like, I'm just gonna. I, you know what? You know what? I'm over it. I'm done. I can't. I can't even. I can't. Moses, I can't. I'm just. I'm gonna strike them all down. I'm gonna make a new people with you. You ready to make some babies, Moses? Like, I'm gonna raise up a whole new lineage with you here on out murder them all or just like i'm gonna i'm gonna god i'm gonna snap we're just gonna we're gonna dust them all start out with you moses and moses is like calm down god calm down they're just they're they're tired and and they're hungry maybe they're hangry they're a little hangry if you kill them now what will everyone think what will the egyptians think that you brought them out here just to kill them no don't do let's not let's not do that let's 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 stray away from the killing them all the dusting them plan so God chills out for a second. God thinks about it. He's like, okay, okay, new plan. 
none of these he's still mad he goes none of these naysayers these negative asshats whatever like 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 ah none of these guys deserve to go into the promised land it's too good for them it's there's so much milk and honey you can't i'm not they don't deserve it they do not deserve it they can't go in there they can suck it like like how long was that spy mission 40 days i'm going to curse the whole lot of them for every day that they were on that spy mission i curse like all the all the naysayers all the whatever i curse all of them to spend a year wandering around this desert with their dick in their hands like they will wander and they will die in the desert and never get into the promised land None of them, except for that guy, Caleb, he's cool, and Joshua, I like him a lot. So those two guys are going to go, they, they get to go into the land 40 years from now, but the rest of them go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, and that was it. And yeah, Caleb and Joshua and their children, their families, whatever, they got to go into the promised land. Every last one of them that were all trying to stone Joshua and things and like all the naysayers, did not get to go in the promised land and that's this is the start this is how we get the whole oh they wandered around the desert for 40 years this is where it happened this is where this is what this is where it started so but then that wasn't quite enough that was just like like the general curse i guess the punishment for the most of the people that were all naysayers the very specific 10 because it was the 12 spies that went in there uh, Caleb and Joshua were two of them. The other ten were all naysayers, right? All dicks. So they all died by a plague that God sent, uh, especially for them. But it wasn't that. Didn't even that didn't even settle it. That wasn't even they weren't even done yet. After the ten like bad attitude guys, like they died of plague. A group of other people got riled up and were like, you know what? What were we thinking? Here's where it gets juicy. What were we thinking? God told us to go down there and kill us some giants. He said we could do it. He said we should take the land. Let's just let's just go do it. Let's have faith and whatever. We're, 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 now we don't. Now we've decided we don't want to be naysayers, right? We're we're done being like nervous Nellies and whatever, like you know, bad attitude, whatever. Now we're gonna go do the thing. So this whole army just rises up by themselves to go down there and fight the giants. And God sees him getting ready to go, and he's like, no, 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 stop. What are you doing? You had your chance. You had your chance to just go over there and do the thing, uh, but you wanted to overthrow Moses and go back to Egypt and beg to be slaves again. Uh, it's too late. It is too late, buckos. Do not go to Canaan. Do not fight them giants. I am not okay with this. You do not get my blessing. Did y'all hear the part about them being giants? They will murder you if I don't magically like give you powers or whatever. Like I swear, y'all thick in the head. Um, they're like, nah, nah. We believe in you, God. We got you. You're a boy. Whatever. We're sorry. We just had a. We were hangry. <laughs> we can accomplish anything in Christ who strengthens us. Whatever. Other hashtags and inspirational quotes that this uh, this army was all over Instagram doing everything. But all, all, all the inspirational hashtags. So they suit up and they run down and they fight the giants. And they, this is, there's no twist here. They got fucked up. <laughs> they got their asses beat. They did not win. 
they did not stand a chance. Them were giants. <laughs> they, they, they were they were outmatched. And I don't remember if it says how many of them died or if all of them died or whatever. Uh, but it was it was not good. And then they uh, the, those that didn't go down, the ones that were just there, I guess. But the bad the the, the other bad attitude people there are now then cursed to to walk around the desert for forty years waiting for all that shit to happen so that's kind of where we're going to stop right now there's a lot of other stuff that happened in the desert uh with joshua some cool shit girl rahab i can't wait to talk about other some stuff other stuff whatever uh joshua warrior spy uh good attitude dude believer who thinks that giants can be cut like you would bread whatever uh it's gonna be cool we're gonna hear we're gonna hear more about him uh that's all i got for today's episode right that's we're, we're gonna we're gonna stop it there it's weird maybe kind of i feel like i didn't really like, finish the episode i felt like there was like momentum and then everyone just got their asses handed to him by giants and like oh there we go thanks for tuning in this week hope you <laughs> see me next time but that's it thank you guys for listening <laughs> that was the intro story to joshua hope you have a fantastic week. Cheers.